she's going to take care of me. <laughs> um, excuse me, you don't think I'm going to take care of you? But when you die... I'm Chris, and I keep a brain on my desk. And I'm Kate, and I have an irrational phobia of fingernail files. And welcome back to the weekly meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club! We review a different horror movie every week, and we discuss story, production, reception, and relevance in pop culture. And for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, this is not a spoiler-free zone. It is not a safe zone. We spoil everything. You have been warned. It's all spoiled. It's already spoiled. It's already spoiled. It's too late. This week we're watching Hereditary, which is a movie that came out earlier this year, I think, right? Or is it 2017? No, this year. Yeah. And it was interesting. (laughs) It was interesting. But before we start, um, a brief intro to us. I had um, some people who were very confused about us because we say that we live across the country, but we're also vet students. Um, we don't go to vet school well. together. <laughs> no, we we both go to vet school, just not together. not together. No, we met once. <laughs> once. <laughs> we, we met once for a three month period. Yeah, we lived together for three months, but we met once, and now we live separate. <laughs> we divorced. Yeah, we did. We did that for a while, and now we go to different vet schools opposite side of the country. Yeah, but we can, we still watch podcast. movies. Yeah, exactly. But if that clears that up, I hope it does. I don't think it cleared anything up. I hate horror <laughs> films, as those of you who have already listened to know. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> so I love horror movies. <laughs> and this is our first real horror movie, like the first really scary one. Was it, though? Well, okay, yeah, okay. So we've already listened to a few. We've already watched a few. Exorcist, yeah. Idle Hands, which was literally a joke. It's a great then... movie. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, Hereditary. So I, I was nervous about this film because, you know, it's a newer film, 2018, so maybe it would actually be scary. The Exorcist, I wasn't too nervous about because it was, you know, ancient. So I figured yeah. how, it wouldn't be that scary. But this one I was really nervous about. And it also got a lot of hype. I feel like a lot of people said that this one was scary. And I told I told one of my roommates that I was watching this, and she's like, oh, I heard that one's bad. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I kind of, we'll get to it, but I, I, I don't think it deserved quite as much hype as it got. So oh, okay. Goes, but, but, okay, but it also got a lot of hype before the movie even came out. And you watch the trailer, and I think it gives you a really different idea of what this movie is going to be like. I, I don't think the trailer is accurate. I think that's on purpose. Yes. Explain yourself. Okay. So again, spoilers. So turn this off if you have not watched this movie. Or if you're one of those people that like doesn't watch scary movies but likes to hear about them, just stay tuned. But if you've watched (laughs) the trailer, I watched the trailer. It was like a teaser trailer before I watched A Quiet Place. And the trailer Mm -hmm. paints Charlie as the main character. Yeah, which is kind of not true at all. Well, that's, that's what makes it so jarring whenever she gets fucking decapitated spoiler (laughs) spoiler i gave two warnings you have been warned don't send me angry emails you've been warned 
So, but she's not the main character by any stretch of the imagination. No, but she's a very important character. But I think I don't. Maybe. I don't really care about horror movie trailers so much because they can't. They can only tell you so much. And I get really peeved whenever I go to a movie and the trailer has told me everything that's scary or everything that's important. Like if I can see everything scary right, yeah. that's coming, I don't like it. And I feel like this movie held their cards very close to the chest, which I liked. Yeah, and I, I think that's fair. But also just. I don't know, like, the the, cl- the critical review that came out before the movie was released in theaters was super, super positive, and a bunch of reviewers even, like, they went so far as to say, you know, oh, this is the scariest movie since The Exorcist, which, first of all, I mean, no. dep- <laughs> it depends on who you are if you think The Exorcist was scary in the first place, but I also don't think that this movie deserves to be on the same level as The Exorcist by any means. You know, I just think it's a different type of movie. I don't think that you can compare them. Yeah, which, apples of course, to we're going to do. Right. We're going to have to do that, though. <laughs> we're going to have to. We're, it, we're, it's going to happen. But also, just I think The Exorcist, even though it might not be scary to today's audience, it was truly terrifying. You know, to the 1973 audience. Whereas this film, I don't know. This scared me. It was scary. But no, okay. This movie was gripping. I couldn't look away. It I I thought it was phenomenal. I thought this movie was really really good. But I guess this is just going to be oh, Chris, are you like I mean, the happens. audience views, the audience <laughs> critics? Okay, but so there you go, right? So the critics before the before the movie came out were super positive. They totally hyped it up. And then the audiences actually started watching it and the result was kind of meh, you know? It got like 61% or something. For for the audience, for like mainstream audiences, yeah. But critics gave it like it at sixty, and, and yeah, critics but, gave it eighty nine percent and up, depending on where you look. Yeah, and it's up. like and up. It's <laughs> so we're gonna fight on this one too. Okay, <laughs> shocker there. We're gonna fight. About oh, the movie. we're gonna fight. Okay, should we just go ahead and walk through the film? Yeah, tell me how how did this roll for you? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this role, for all audiences, unless I watch some extreme cut, this is how it starts. We have Annie Graham. We have Toni Collette, who I think is a phenomenal actress. I think she's amazing. She's this art- mm-hmm. artist. She's like makes miniature dioramas, I guess, for a living. Um, and she lives with her husband, Steve. She's got a 16-year-old son, Peter. And then they have this 13-year-old daughter, Charlie. And so <laughs> grandma dies. <laughs> grandma dies. Their grandma dies. Grandma's and dead. she gives... The, Grandma's dad. She. That's how it starts. They give a eulogy for grandma, and it's kind of like uh, she was really secretive and weird. Um, oh my god! I'm worst not... eulogy ever. Well, she didn't really like her, right? Like it was I very know. apathetic. Yeah. Like uh... if I die and someone gives me that eulogy, I am haunting the crap out of them. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> how dare you? Happened. Maybe that's what started all lo- of this. But I loved all the Easter eggs in this movie. Like even right from the <gasps> beginning. In the eulogy, she's like, oh, I'm really surprised there's so many people here, especially a yep. lot of people whom I have never met. Yeah. <laughs> apparently really liked my mother. And that's such an Easter egg. And you totally have no idea. No, I had no idea. Of that sentence until way later in the movie. Well, that's what. OK, the whole movie, though, I feel like it has you so focused on each moment because each moment is so like action packed and gripping and terrifying and like horrible and upsetting that you mm-hmm. miss all these very obvious hints. I miss so many. I feel like they were really in your face the entire time. But I like, but it's like, I don't know. I I thought it was very artfully done. Whatever. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, and I think the foreshadowing in this film was spectacular. I thought it was, okay. And and we'll get to that as it happens. 
And so, well, let's at the eulogy after at the funeral, whenever Charlie's yeah. like eating chocolate, and then there's that guy just smiling at her. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you're creepy, but it doesn't give you enough time to like really process it, and you're like, mm, move right along. Because she's creepy too. Because <laughs> she's also very creepy. You're like Charlie, you seem like a devil child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I liked her though, kind of. I yeah, I didn't I didn't dislike Charlie, but she also was just seemed kind of evil you know? yeah she did seem kind of evil so she's eating she's munching on a chocolate bar we find out she has a nut allergy from her dad um mm-hmm. and then basically we go back home uh funerals over and annie starts going uh, oh annie sees her mom in the corner she sees like an apparition in the corner of her mom which actually scared me because the yeah, movie was wasn't spooky. very it didn't it wasn't scary up until that point it was just kind of i was like oh maybe this is like a thriller and then there's grandma in the corner i'm like no i'm gonna be creeped out and I got creeped out, and I got my blanket, mm-hmm. and I put it over my feet because you can't have your feet showing when you watch scary movies. Agreed. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, you I too. Exact same thing. I had my feet covered, <laughs> and I I kept wanting to stretch out and put my legs over the couch, but I'm like, no, risky. So I, had to, I had to stay in fetal <laughs> position the entire time. It's a risky move. And so yeah. then we get a call. We find out that Grandma's grave has been desecrated. Which I forgot about. So this was another one of those things that was very in your face. Like, it's not like hinty hiding. But I forgot about it because so much crap happened after. And I'm like, who cares? I never let like, it go. Especially I because, forgot about it. But And I think they did that on purpose, right? Like, they t- mentioned that it was desecrated. And then they just don't mention it again until almost the end of the movie. Yeah. But I was... I could not stop thinking about it. I'm like, who did it? I, I, I don't... I did not believe for a second that it was teenagers. I was like, it was either... I didn't know who it was. I well, did think it was don't the mom do for that. a while. I did think it was. It might have been her. Did you? Which they definitely try to get you to think, I think, for a while. Oh, for but, a long time. Yeah, they definitely want you to think that it's the mom. But I don't know. I didn't I didn't let that crap go. I, I feel like they put a lot of Easter eggs in this film. And you have two ways to go about it. You either just let them go and keep going with the moment, which I think is what they want. Or you can just like latch onto them and I definitely latched onto all of them and then it made me very it made it very difficult to keep watching the movie because I'm like what is going on <laughs> I have all these clues it's like I, had all and these I don't know what to do with them it's like it doesn't make sense <laughs> well I I was holding on to that when I was like wait that's a big deal like grandma's creepy I completely forget about grandma when we get to our big moment but first we have mm-hmm. all right so Annie she's going to the support group um for people who have lost loved ones um for her for her mother and she's talking to these people about mental illness in her family which becomes a very big theme in this movie is like especially even in the title just like there's like a dual oh yeah 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 Yeah, of like hereditary yeah they want you to think certain things throughout the entire film and i fell for almost all of them essentially yeah (laughs) well they the whole movie well like a, a good chunk of the movie at least until i'm like i can't forgive all of these I can't dismiss all of this. I'm like, is it mental illness or is it supernatural? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's like hereditary. I'm like, maybe I thought the whole time that's a hint that it's mental illness. That's a hint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I But agree. not so much, perhaps. Um, so she starts talking about <laughs> mental illness in her family. And she's talking about, well, my mother was like, I didn't really get along with her. Like, I didn't want her anywhere near me for a long time. But like, she had a, she had a tough life. Like, her husband, my father, like, starved to death. He was, what, schizophrenic and he starved to death or something? Yeah, he, he, well, he had like a psychotic episode amidst depression. And D- depression. It was like severe death. depression. Okay. And then her brother, so the grandmother's son, was schizophrenic and hung himself and had left a note saying, Grandma's trying to put people inside me. 
which was super creepy. Once you watch the movie, <laughs> it makes so much sense. It makes so much fact. sense. It's one of those things that makes a lot of sense, but I was in the moment. I was you did, yes. you sort of go with it. You're like, yeah, he was schizophrenic. Exactly. Maybe I just missed it. I'm like, wow, schizophrenic. That's a really cool. I'm really impressed. The writers picked a really good one. That makes that's cool. I want to hear more about that. And you do. You do hear more about that. Oh yeah, because yeah. it ties in really hard. Um, and I just anyway, I thought that was really beautifully done. Where the whole movie you're thinking is it mental illness and then it just completely wipes that away with not exactly and it explains her brother and it it starts introducing not exactly and it starts introducing the whole theme with what is this demon's name i keep calling him pangolin and that's not his name paymon what paymon i think that's it yeah paymon and how he really wants a male host and so it makes sense that the mother would be trying to shove something inside of her son Right, why yeah, he yeah, would yeah. off himself. So, yeah. Oh yeah, she definitely so, tried to possess him when she had him, and it didn't. It didn't work. Exactly, and that also brings apart the argument that some people were making, and um, the the director actually came forward with an answer about this. About well, is the grandma did she have children specifically to sacrifice to this hell demon? Right, and she totally did. She totally <laughs> did. Right, she 100%, totally 100%. did. And when it didn't work, she was like, "Well, I guess I have to just use my grandchildren now." Exactly, because Annie was the younger one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she exactly. was. Wait, wait, was Annie the younger one? Wait, that wouldn't make sense. Annie was the older one. That would have made more sense because she was trying to have remember. a boy. Huh. Well, now I'm very curious about that. We'll find out later. Probably yeah. not. I'll probably give up. But we have Peter, who is the 16-year-old, a very typical 16-year-old, not really sad that his grandma's dead because they weren't really high. close. Yeah, constantly high. And then we have the little girl who the mother even admits, like, I whenever I was estranged from my mother, I wanted her to have nothing to do with my son. Didn't want her to have anything to do with my son. And then I had my daughter and I thought, well, you can you can have this one. And grandma gets really weird, apparently, as is told to us and told to us through that miniature like diorama. Where oh, my gosh. Yeah. Cre- breastfeeding. Where she's, yeah. Ugh. She's like trying to breastfeed her granddaughter. And is Which, like, how is that we- even? an option for her. it doesn't i don't think that's an option and she just <laughs> <laughs> and she just gets very very attached to this little girl but she's and so the little girl gets attached to her but she always tells the little girl it would be better if you were a like a boy i always you were supposed to be a son and the girl's mm-hmm. fine with that but i don't know it's very confusing but it right, makes yeah. sense as you learn more about the movie and why she wanted a son so right. then we have peter peter is gonna go to a, a party he straight up lies to his mom about it and says I'm going to a, a, a barbecue, school barbecue, yeah. which isn't a thing. Um, and <laughs> but she Annie saw right makes, through that. She did. She was like, so no drinking. And he's like, I can't, what? But I'm 16. <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, I can't even but- buy alcohol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, convinces him to take along Charlie, the little girl, who has that mm-hmm. weird tick, who keeps going yeah. the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and so convinces which Charlie to go. Which is so disturbing, right? Like, Horror film aside, what mother wants their, you know, how old was the daughter? Like 13? 13. Yeah. Why, why would you tell your teenage son to take your 13-year-old daughter to a what is obviously a party, which you already think alcohol is going to be at? Why would you, I, why would you do that? Why would you encourage did you think it her was to go? A, did she think no. it was a school function? No, I think she wanted her daughter to have like more social interactions and make friends and whatever. But it's like, well, she needed to. She had just cut off a, a pigeon's head. She just, which is 
Oh my god. When she cut off the pigeon head. Also phenomenal foreshadowing. Yes. Really good scene. Super creepy. But like, I don't know. It's just I, I, I was just so irritated with the mom. And they bring it back no. and making like sort of blaming her for her daughter's death by, you know, forcing her to go. But I think it was just really weird. That, that pissed would, me off. Yeah, it pissed me off too because like it was oh. obviously not her fault, but also why does she want her to go? I thought it was silly. All right, I'm not I'm going to get into this as little as I can now because we need to talk about it later. But I I, I don't wish he had been possessed. It's, I mean, that's sad. But this <laughs> Peter was a shithead and a terrible brother and a terrible son. Can we agree? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he wasn't that great. But I also did, I, I don't know. I was irritated with him at moments, but then less so at others. You know, I mean, he was kind of a it was crappy move to bring his. Oh, know, my God. To the party and then just abandon her. At the party. And then be like, yeah, go eat some cake. Leave me alone. I want to go smoke. Yeah. But he was also like, I don't know. They didn't, I didn't feel like they portrayed him as like a, you know, a crappy teenage son. Like he didn't fight his mother about having to bring his 13 year old sister to a party where, you know, his reputation's at stake. Like he's, he was like, okay with it, which in retrospect, that, bad idea, but I don't know. He wasn't, that he wasn't doesn't the worst. bother me as much. We'll get there. I'll, I'll argue okay. my point in about five minutes. Okay. So Peter takes Charlie to the party, um, says, hey, kid, go eat some cake that they have over there. Like, I want to go, like, show off my weed to this cool chick. Mm-hmm. And so she does. It has walnuts in it, which he didn't even bother to check or care about because he just wants his sister out of his way. She can't mm-hmm. eat walnuts. She goes into anaphylactic shock. And so he grabs her. And this was a moment I thought was good. Like, he instantly, like, grabs her, puts her in the car. Although he should have called 911. Um, but he grabs her. He puts her in the car, starts rushing to the hospital. And then we have the worst scene of the whole movie, which I did not see coming. I did not see all. it coming. I did not see I mean, I definitely knew something bad was going to happen when she stuck her head out the window because, you know, she was gasping for air. I knew something bad was going to happen, but not that. <laughs> not that. That was too much. So... He is driving. He's like, it's going to be okay. She's freaking out. She's gasping for air. Goes out the window to breathe. There's a... Don't ever... Oh, my gosh. Okay, PSA. Don't ever swerve if there's something in the road. Ever, 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 ever. Don't it's ever do it. it. It's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. Even if it's alive, which this was this was a dead deer, but even if it's alive, it's not worth it. You're still likely going to kill it and you. But, mm-hmm. okay, when mom ran over, there's a dead <laughs> thing in the road. He swerves. The girl gets horrifically decapitated. By an oh ele- like electric pole. Yes. Oh, my God. Which and was totally orchestrated. We'll get to it. But that that whole yes. event was totally orchestrated. That was not an accident. It had to. But I and I, I read that and I followed that. But I, I don't see how that's possible. I like, think it's, it's a, too many unfortunate events. Do you. OK. You want to talk about it now? About which? It being orchestrated. Well, OK. So, I mean. So the movie as a whole right is that the grandmother was the leader of a cult essentially right and yeah. there's so many easter eggs that lead you to think that that's the tr- what's going on right from the very beginning before the movie's even scary you know the the sigil that she's wearing around her neck oh you can buy that on etsy by the way <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> ah, people ah, millennials what are you doing don't buy this crap <laughs> In any event, so yeah, the, the sigil, they mentioned that she's super into spiritualism, the mom's reference in the eulogy about her mom having private rituals, all those books in the attic about spiritualism and like, 
Yeah, they, that, that family swept a lot under the rug. A lot of stuff <laughs> under the rug. And the grandma obviously kept it secret for a reason because it's super shady. But, I mean, it, all of it just fits so, so well that they orchestrated that to happen. The, you know, the deer being there at exactly the right moment, you know, the daughter having that incident at that time, like... The, the fact that she was decapitated is so specific to what the way it that the specific. cult practices human sacrifice that... But you would have to f- swerve in such a specific way. I know. It's 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 unrealistic, but at the same time, like, these are people who summon demon gods. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to... Realism is a little bit out of... You have to let that out go. Out of stretch here. Yeah, a little okay. bit. And, I, and that's what the director says is the intention, is that it was all orchestrated you have like the sigil painted on the light post or whatever yeah, it's, the electrical on the, it's post. on the pole which i didn't know watching it but i didn't until i read it yeah but I had to go even, back and even after i read okay but but it was orchestrated that was our intention as filmmakers i still don't i like it better when it was just an accident and then suddenly mm-hmm. the cult has to set all these gears in motion to get their host. And like, oh, well, this could be a good thing. We need to do this like very quickly. We need to make moves now. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I loved the scene, though, that followed right after. Oh, with, okay. Um, Alex Wolf, right? That's his name, the actor? Yes. Peter's character. Phenomenal actor. Which is sitting there in the car, realizing that he had just incidentally decapitated his own sister. It was such a powerful scene, the way he's just yeah, sort of sitting there and he can't react and he's just, you can just watch him processing it and he like, he goes through like all five stages of grief he very, does. very quickly and it's super, super cool to watch. Like it was such a good performance and I don't blame him for just driving away at that point because um, I don't know what I would do in that instance if I just decapitated someone, but also I really do think I would go back and pick the head up. <laughs> I would, I think I would. Because I, I think, think that's I would pick super, the head up. super sketchy to just leave your sister's head on the side of a yeah. room. Yeah. Which is super disturbing. I would have but picked I, the head up. Yeah. But the fact that the, the head comes back later in the movie, I think is better evidence that the cult orchestrated it. Because they obviously knew where it happened. They knew where well, she was Well, I assumed, I, I figured that they buried the head with her. No. No. Because, right? Because they find the head later in the movie. Right. But do you think, do you really think the family would have been like, we couldn't find it? Or do you think they would have like had a search party sent out to find this head? I, I don't know. We never, you know, we just see her get buried. We don't know exactly what happens. But I also think when he gets home and he just sort of goes and lays in bed, I do blame him. And I do sort of judge him for not. That's whenever I got angry. Telling, Yeah. For not telling his parents that he just killed his sister and just sort of waits for his mom to find her body. That was horrible. Is so messed up. Horrible. So messed up. And like, again, he's he's going through like a huge emotional burden right now of realizing that he had just killed his sister and nothing that he was going to tell his parents was going to make it okay anyway. So like, on one hand, I get it. But also, Hmm. dude, you have to tell your parents that you just killed their daughter. Or just pick up the phone and call 911 and let them deal with it. You know, like do what we're trained to do when we don't know what to do. Yeah, you know? he definitely. They, there were definitely more options for him, and he could have asked for an EpiPen from anyone at the party instead of just driving her to the hospital. Someone was bound to have one. I mean, he made a lot of poor choices. A lot of poor choices that ended up with his sister getting decapitated. So, and again, he's sad about it. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I got really mad when he. Okay, I have to move and on. I think that's I'm just rightfully gonna, so. 
Anyways, it just on. made me really angry. Moving on. So, oh, so and also dead. Tony Collette's performance. Whenever she's like, he's laying in bed, and she finds the body, and you just hear her finding the body. Yeah, she's she I, like, was phenomenal in this movie. She carried the movie. She okay. Yes, Tony Collette is a goddess. She's amazing, and she did such a good job. All the all the actors were phenomenal, but Tony Collette just yeah, she did did such a I mean, good the, job. Yeah. The, all the acting was really superb. Oh, she did so good. But just listening to her finding her daughter's body and then like being like grieving and her husband trying to calm her and this dude just standing in the hallway listening. It was all really harrowing and upsetting. It was so heart-wrenching. And it, and it, it was just, not what I expected to get from this movie. No. It was such a cool moment because I didn't I expected just to be like afraid the entire time and it was really cool of them to like give you this other moment where you're like really emotional about it and yes you don't know what to think because you're still kind of creeped out you know that something is like murky about this you know that there's something evil about it but at the same time it's just like so raw the human emotion it's just I don't know I thought it was really elegant of them I agree it it didn't do there's like no jump scares in this whole movie it and the tone there's one one. that's true there's There's one very And that There's got me. One. I literally jumped. <laughs> but most of the movie is very, it relies on actual just horror and horrifying themes. And um, mm-hmm. it does a lot with just disturbing concepts. So the whole movie isn't just freaky, scary, spooky. It's also tragedy and just drama and being nauseous, nauseated and disturbed through the whole movie. At least I was. I felt nauseous for like most of the movie. Well, yes. Uh, after so many people have had their head cut off, you start, you just start to get <laughs> numb to it. You're like, oh, the entire time. Okay, moving on. So, <laughs> what happens next? I forgot. Oh, yeah. So, that all happens. And so they're grieving. They go to Charlie's funeral. Um, then we start getting these tensions between Annie and Peter. Um, and Peter mm-hmm. starts getting these like apparitions, sort of, of Charlie all around the house. Right. The one with the ball really freaked me out. Yeah, that was disturbing. But then right after that, when his own mother starts strangling him. <laughs> was that his mother? I didn't see it as his mother. No, it was definitely his mother. And you could tell because uh, you could see her sleeves. And then oh. when he snaps out of it, she's standing there, you know, and the door is shut and she was wearing, you know, that sweater. Oh, she had no I didn't memory catch of it because she was like. In a fugue state or whatever. Yeah, that was like a sleepwalking fugue state for her. But it was definitely her. She was definitely trying to rip his head off, and it was super disturbing. Exactly like you were saying, tensions between tensions. Peter and his mom. <laughs> and then they have that dinner scene, which actually very much disturbed me. So good. It was really good. It was really and good. And the kids just like, just say what you want to say, Mom. And she finally is like, okay. And starts talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about, <laughs> about how he's taken. Like, she's very... She starts out understanding and then just kind of gets really upset, starts upsetting herself. And she's saying, you know, I know you missed her and it was an accident. I get that. But you need to take fucking you've taken zero responsibility for all of this. And maybe if you just said, I'm sorry, maybe there could have been a chance. Like maybe this horrible event could have brought us together in some way. But it didn't. It just divided this family and fractured us even worse. And you and I are even further apart than ever. Yeah. And like in that monologue as aggressive and fired up as she was like she I don't I do not think that monologue demonized the mom in any way no and I think I some people might take it that way but yeah she was like you're kind of with her 
Because, yeah, had he just told his parents that he killed his sister, and had he just owned up to the incident instead of just letting them find it and, like... Horrible. Yeah, had he just expressed any amount of remorse Remorse. to their face about what had happened, I think it would have been handled so much better. I mean, granted, he would still have to struggle with that whole do my parents hate me for killing my sister feeling? And he would, it would still be really, really hard. But, but I agree with her. Like she, he never just owned up to what happened no. and he never just admitted his role in what, what happened to his sister. And yeah, she was so yeah. right in that whole. She was right. Thing. Oh, I'm so glad. I was afraid you were going to take the kid's side. Cause I know he's 16, but come yeah. on. And like, he just like went to bed and I get that he's in shock, whatever, but, Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, dude. That's so not right to do to your mom. Yeah. Or your dad. Poor dad. Dad is the unsung hero of this whole movie. He so is. And he's also the only normal person, quote unquote, <laughs> you know, what is normal. But he's, he kind of sticks out with compared well, to all the other that characters. Right. Yeah. He's not technically part of the family. But he's like the only person. He, he starts just being noticeable after a while because he's so yes. boring. <laughs> <laughs> But in a necessary way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's a good foil character to their entire family. Yeah, and it bites him in the butt. But yeah. we have... <laughs> so Annie's going to go back. She wants to go back to the support group, or at least she's trying to. Then we meet Joan. Joan is uh, phenomenal. She's played by Ann Dowd, who is incredible and tries to steal the show away from Tony Collette. Almost does, but Tony. Tony just Tony's so good. Away. <laughs> Tony's so good um, but Anne's amazing as well so Annie starts mm-hmm. telling her about the sleepwalking fugue state episodes where there's that one where she douses the kids in lighter fluid and wakes up striking the match right super dark super and super dark really I dark think, I think that's the first genuine clue in the movie it, that, it, that's the one where it sort of brings you back like does the mother have Yes. genuine mental illness and is that still yes. what the movie is about is it still about a family with a hereditary form of some sort of like schizophrenic like mental yes. disease and i don't know we'll get there but i'm sort of really disappointed that that it's not <laughs> i so i liked that it wasn't okay I like, well we'll get i there. like that it wasn't not not big all right mental illness is obviously important and it's it's important to talk about and you know in, in popular media it's like a new thing that's happening mm-hmm. but at this point i feel like it's getting very much done almost to the point of being overdone and i like a movie that is just straight up paranormal and using sure sure schizophrenia and, as a red herring yeah and and I, and I will say that had the movie been about a family of with of mental illness i think it would have been sort of it would have been sad it would have been kind of inappropriate you know, it's like, oh, look, yes. schizophrenia just makes you into a family Spooky. Of, of murderers, you know? Exactly. You know, yes. not everyone with schizophrenia is out there decapitating people. And I think it would have been, yeah, like tasteless. a negative. Yeah, it would have been tasteless. It w- It's such, it would be inappropriate to portray people with mental illness like that. And I totally agree. Okay, good. That said, I do think I w- the ending was really stupid and I don't like <gasps> what the movie was really about. But You we'll didn't like the ending? Okay, we're going to get there. I hated I- it. <laughs> Oh, I hate you. Okay, we're going to move on. So, (laughs) oh my God. So, we find out about the sleepwalking episode. Joan reaches out. Um, They become friends because Joan has also lost um, a son and a grandson who drowned. So, they kind of bond over that. They meet later and Joan is feeling much better. And he's like, why do you feel so much better? And Joan's like, let me show you. Um, 
I can communicate with my grandson now. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah. Annie's very skeptical and doesn't <laughs> believe it. Oh, and did you notice there was like a, a flyer that came through the mail that was trying to... Yeah, yeah, no. I, no- I noticed that when, yeah, when it was saying like, oh, community open seance or whatever. Yes, and like I skeptics she, I thought come. Annie was going to go to it. And I thought like, oh, here we go. That's where the demons are going to come into the movie. And then it kind of was, but they did it. Not really, though. I, like that, it can't be simplified down to like a Ouija board gone wrong. Mm-hmm. It's so much deeper than that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But um, there's the seance, and so you can kind of get a hint from the movie that um, the play, not, it's not a playbill. What's it called? Flyer. The flyer that's put <laughs> through the slot. I watched too many. Too much Broadway. <laughs> I would watch Hereditary, the musical, in a New York minute. (laughs) Now it's going to happen, now that you've mentioned it. Oh, okay. So there's the seance. And so you get the hint that this cult has been trying to get them for a long time. Or not for a long time, but at least since this daughter's been dead. And Joan is kind of our plan B. The running in front of the car and trying to get their attention is plan B. Because plan A was just come to our seance. Won't that be easy? Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't that be convenient? What if she just showed up? (laughs) Oh, drat. (laughs) That didn't work. That didn't work. Um, and then you have the great scene with the seance, um, which I really enjoyed because I really liked both of their re- their very different reactions to the seance. Mm-hmm. And how, um, going back, how that was obviously also a performance by this demon person because the child was not involved. Oh, yeah. There was yeah. no grandchild. There was no grandchild. Yeah. And so there was some demon with a piece of chalk being like, I love you, granny. <laughs> <laughs> which is super disturbing to think about in retrospect. I think it's really funny in retrospect. So I'm just imagining like Satan with some horns being like, hey, 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 dumb maybe, bitch. Maybe it was Mr. Howdy. Let's not Mr. Rule Howdy. Out, <laughs> let's not rule out the possibility that it's Mr. Howdy. Fan theory. <laughs> Fan fiction. You, you know, <laughs> the original title of this movie was called Mr. Howdy's Revenge. Oh, sure. It wasn't. It all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Watch the previous oh. episodes if you have no idea what we're talking about. Like, what are these dumb idiots with their inside jokes? You could be Incredible. on these inside jokes if you were in our club. If you just joined the club. If you just joined the club. So oh, we God. find out. So we get this great reaction from Tony Collette about mm-hmm. freaking the hell out, which is exactly how most people would respond. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, and then she goes home and she tries to do the same thing. Yeah. But first she has that nightmare, which revealed a lot. I thought it was just a really uh, disturbing, it weird really one. really messed me up, yeah. yeah. Yes, but it actually revealed so much where she's like in the kid's room and there are all the ants mm-hmm. in his mouth. And she- Okay, another thing about this movie is that the use of reaction shots is phenomenal. Yeah, and Tony Collette's reactions are so good. Occasionally... Terrifying. Yeah, and I think... Occasionally they are a little bit, they're so extreme that they could be taken comedically. No. But in the moment, you don't see it that way, I don't think. In the I moment, don't. Like, I mean, like, if you is... took a still and printed yeah. it, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which people have done. <laughs> they use all the reaction shots, and I've never seen a movie that uses them as much before they show you what's supposed to be scary. Like, they use them as a setup for the horror element. Mm-hmm. And they did that very nicely. And they did that over and over and over again. It was kind of yeah, their thing. But lot. I thought it was done really well, really effectively. I was always very creeped out about what was about to be shown. Mm-hmm. But you have the ants crawling all up in her son's face, much like they were on her daughter's head. Like right, right, in the right. Dirt, which is horrifying. 
And then he wakes up and, oh, it was a sleepwalking. It was, I was a nightmare. And she reveals, she suddenly is just like, I never wanted to have you. Oh. I tried to abort you. I did everything they told me not to do to have a miscarriage, which at which first you're like, meaningful. you're kind of a horrible. Yes, very meaningful because you realize, and that's another yeah. thing, because you realize that it's because it was a son, right? She didn't want her mother to get her a talents, son. her witch talents, into a grandkid, a grandson. Yeah. But Annie doesn't, Annie as a character doesn't seem to have a ton of understanding about the cult aspect of her mom so i'm kind of confused why she cared i don't think she knew much about it at all but on some level she had to have known something it must have and that must be like the hereditary element of it is just trying to fight your own genes and knowing what a son would bring or something well and i think i think the hereditary element is that paymon the demon needed to be needed to embody a member of their family that's what i took away from it like i thought needed their bloodline yeah, because otherwise anyone else in the cult could have produced a kid. And they and don't go it. after it, the dad. It, yeah. Ever. I think it had to be her son. If it yes. wasn't going to be the grandma's son, it was gonna, it had to be Annie's son. But I guess my confusion comes from why would Annie care unless she knew what was going on with that cult? But unless she knew deep down and like blocked it out, she knew something I from think, her childhood with her I brother she that she blocked known, out. Yeah, I think it was the way that her, her mother was with her brother. I think she didn't okay. want her grandmother to be anywhere near her children. And then she felt bad about it, you know, after depriving her of being with Peter and then let her be there for the childhood of her sink her claws. Charlie. Yeah. Into Charlie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is horrifying. But you have that dream and then they're screaming and then they go back and forth between them. And then finally they're both covered in lighter fluid, which was really disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was and relieving they- that you realize it's just another dream. It was relieving, but, also, but I still felt nauseous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a relief. Oh. <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> oh, God. What a relief. Now we can get to the seance scene. Thank God. Yeah. Thank <laughs> now God. Now that I feel comfortable. But super weird, though, that that dream would drive her to be like, yeah, might as well contact the dead now. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know That's a good point. Maybe she's like, eh, my relationship would've... with my son is shot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I Better shouldn't get give that up daughter, daughter back. <laughs> And then she has the seance, which I think was played beautifully by the different characters. Um, very realistic. Because they all have very different reactions. Yes, very realistic. Mm-hmm. Like the dad's saying, "What? this is not okay. Because yeah, the dad's like, oh, a therapist, no. which I didn't pick up. Uh, yes, I didn't pick up on that until I had to read something. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But the dad is a therapist. <laughs> I never picked up on it. But he is very much like the science person and saying, this is not healthy. Yeah, we are like, not coping not okay. with this well. Mm-hmm. This is not okay. And then they do the seance anyway. Um, the mom starts speaking in the voice of, I, th- I think in the voice of her, her mother first. Well, I, think, I think it was the daughter first and then the mother as well was in there. Oh, that scared the crap point, out of you me. You know, she's just going back and forth between her voice, the mom's voice and her daughter's voice. And it's super, super creepy. I'm literally tucking my feet in right now. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> feet. I don't know why demons, I think that they want my feet. Mm, they want my feet. They do though. They want your juicy feet. <laughs> She starts talking like Charlie, which is very, 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 very disturbing. And then she's like, no, it's okay. Charlie's going to draw for us. It's fine. And dad's like, it's not fine. And then (laughs) Charlie, or what, this is anything but fine. And then Charlie or whoever it is starts behaving very radically, like smashing glass, making flames Mm -hmm. shoot out the windy. And it, it just goes to crap. It was such a good scene. 
It was a really and good I, and scene. I love I love their reactions to it because it was so realistic and it was so human. The father the entire time was like, uh uh-uh, uh, nope, back up. I hate this. I was skeptical and I hated it, and now it's kind of real and I hate it more. And, <laughs> and he, the son he, just he starts goes and crying. gets the water. Yes, the son's just crying hysterically. And the the dad's just enough of this shit. Gets a bucket of water and just sh- douses his wife. Right, and she had obviously not been lucid for the entire thing no fugue state and she's like what happened and then annie's kind of like maybe my daughter's not nice maybe maybe this was a bad idea maybe this oh just read these words i don't know what language they are don't worry about it just read them just read these words oh my god if someone gives you a book and you don't know the language and you don't know what you're saying definitely don't read it out loud definitely don't read it out loud in front of a candle Definitely don't read it out loud in front of a candle if you have a dead family member. Recently, yeah, oh dead my gosh. Member. Like, what are you doing? Recipe for disaster. Yeah, if horror movies have taught us anything, seances are always a bad idea. But the, the, but the, here we go because mediums, and I want your opinion on this: are they harmful or are they helpful for people who are grieving? Oh my gosh! Well, in this, this ex- kinda... don't excluding this movie, obviously. Yeah, in this movie, bad example, bad idea. <laughs> But, I mean, it kind of goes back to the same conversation we had with The Exorcist. And I think that there's a lot of parallels to The Exorcist with this movie. I, I still disagree with the critics who, are, who compared them as far as quality. But I think, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the idea that we were talking about with when you have someone who thinks they're possessed by a demon, do you agree with them? Do you let them? Yeah. Do you feed into that and say, like, oh, well, let's do an exorcism and... Maybe they'll get better because they think the demon's gone now. It's the same kind of idea as that in the sense that, you know, is it healthy to egg on something that you don't think is real, you know? Especially for a profit. Yes. (laughs) Make no mistake, mediums are doing this for a profit. Whether that's bad or good, I'm not not saying either way. Right. But I mean, I I guess it depends, right? Because like... The mediums, you know, people who call themselves mediums, I assume at least some of them actually believe it, you know? Like, I have no doubt in my mind that there are ones out there who are super unethical, who are just playing the odds and just tricking people and all that kind of stuff and then getting paid Mm -hmm. for it. And I think that's wrong and I think that's harmful. I don't think that that's good for people going through a grieving process to to just be fed lies by someone who's making a profit right right and then the i guess the mediums who maybe think that they are mediums and maybe they are i don't know i'm not gonna you know you've heard my demon story <laughs> not, i've heard I'm, your story i'm not gonna judge people who who think that they have supernatural experiences i question it deeply but i don't know i guess if they really believe it and the person who wants to communicate with their loved one really believes it I don't know. Really? Okay. Well, I, mm. so I don't know. What for do you me, think? well, I hadn't thought of that aspect of it because <laughs> in my mind, inherently, all mediums are farce. Are frauds. I don't, they're all frauds. I mean, I, I think it's a way of living. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But I ultimately do not believe that they have a contact with the spiritual world because I've, sure. it can't be proven. And there have been so many instances of people trying to People act actually disproving these mediums, and so I right, right. I never I hadn't thought of it from the perspective of a medium who actually sincerely believes they have a gift because I don't think that's true, but maybe I hadn't thought about that. But for me, I'm thinking of a medium that is that knows that what they're saying isn't true, but is saying it anyway, and and 
my knee-jerk response is, well, that's bad. You're right. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That's wrong. That's, that's ethically, that's wrong. That's immoral. That's wrong. But then I think of like a grieving, a grieving family member, someone who lost someone very close to them. And maybe that's their form of therapy. Maybe, you know, talking, talking to somebody. Maybe they don't have somebody. Just talking to someone, feeling close to who they lost for one minute. Maybe it's, maybe it helps them because, you know, some people say it does. I just yeah. wish I could regulate it because you, I don't know. You could say how, anything how do you and be like, that? oh, well, your son said this. Well, he'll say the rest, but, you know, time's up. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I agree. Like, I think people, if it's part of their grieving process and that helps them, I guess they got their money's worth, so to speak. Mm. But just makes me I don't know like it's, it's, I don't yeah like it. I don't it makes me feel uncomfortable in the sense that like I think that people like if if I'm going through a grieving process which I have of course you know I want to face the facts for what they are and it'll be hard but I want mm-hmm. to eventually get to that point where I know exactly. what the facts are yes. and I have to deal with that one way or the other and having a median come and say oh no no they're at peace and they don't blame you for that thing that they, that you did you know while they were still alive it's like well maybe maybe they do blame me for for what I did, and I need to own up to that. Like the son who didn't yeah. own up to killing his sister. He didn't you know, own up. I don't think it's healthy to just live in a delusion. To have so, someone just hand the conclusions to you and say, "Oh, it's fine." Yeah, I think that's. I don't know. I don't think that's healthy. And and maybe any of anyone listening, if you've ever spoken to a medium, please let me know. Like I've never spoken to a medium or someone who actually who calls themselves that so I'd i be haven't either it's I'd true. Be interested to hear people's stories you know good and bad if it helped you or or not i think i, I would be, i'd be very interested to hear what people have, i would love for someone to change are. my mind that it's someone taking advantage of grieving families because that's my knee-jerk response is it's someone taking advantage of grieving families and mm-hmm. i want to hit them because that's just wrong so yeah, i'd love to have someone change week. my mind exactly it is, it is praying on the week mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna talk about this forever i have to move on Next. so i'm getting <laughs> upset <laughs> getting upset so annie gets doused in fire she starts to get sketched out and is like maybe charlie's not quite what she says she is um right the sketchbook has all these you know drawings of peter with his eyes crossed out you kind of get the hints that peter's next maybe um she tries to throw the sketchbook in the fireplace which i thought was really cool um and her sleeves start to burn yeah and she has to she like has to stamp out the the sketchbook's right, right, right. fire to get yeah i thought that was really well she tries to burn it the first time before peter's drawings are in it like she just tries oh. to burn it you know because she's like oh crap i called my daughter and maybe my mom and they're kind of evil so i'll just burn this thing it didn't work oh, starts to set her on right. fire and then the demons are like oh you want to play that game <laughs> and then they just fill it with drawings of their of her son being murdered that's right and, decapitated. and that that was that was whenever i forgot about i had forgotten about the grandmother pretty much up until that point because I was so focused on Charlie mm-hmm. that whenever she did the summoning and I was like because I was like oh my gosh do it do it like talk to Charlie oh my gosh do it I don't know why I was just very into her doing the seance mm-hmm. I thought it would work I was very optimistic <laughs> and then it happened and I was I was and I thought oh wait didn't weird old grandma just die yeah doesn't hmm. she have a weird necklace and I was like oh shit but it was too late you know it's the same thing that the mom did it was like oh shit Ah, damn. Damn it. part of a cult. (laughs) So basically, yeah, all shit goes to hell. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's almost the moment when things go to hell. Things start going to hell that way. But then that's whenever I think she starts to suspect maybe she brought her mom back and she doesn't trust her mom at all. She starts to go through her mom's things. She finds that photo album 
that's that has Joan in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, oh, maybe I should read this book I kind of just missed earlier about demons. And then she opens it <laughs> and she finds it. The- <laughs> this book about demons, which on the cover has the exact same symbol that my mom wore her entire life. Oh, curious. Anyway, moving on. Let's go to Taco Bell, kids. Like, she's yeah. She was so casual. Had she just gone through her grandmother's stuff earlier? Yeah, guys, snooping saves lives. Snooping saves lives. (laughs) So she finds the book, um, and then she reads. There's like literally a highlighted section, which I thought was very nice of Grandma. There's the highlighted section. (laughs) It's like to summon King (laughs) Paymon. There's like checklist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mix three cups of flour. And she's like, oh, it, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> and she finds the note about Paymon um, wanting a vulnerable male host and how he's, like, vain and he wants he wants a male host specifically. Right, and right. She, you can see the gear at start and she's like, oh, that's interesting. I have a Wait, male host. I-, <laughs> I gave birth to one of those. He's Funny. ideal for demon possession. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um. And then um, in the attic later, well, we have all the episodes of the kid um, at the school. Which all of them were so good. His acting they were was really good. so good throughout the entire thing. And I really liked, because he's always sitting in there in that like ridiculous history class or whatever. And oh, he looks over. Oh, where they're the, talking about, um, oh, what is it? They're talking the about Depression Greek mythology. <laughs> that too. But they're talking about Greek mythology and uh, this guy, oh, who was it? Who sacrificed his daughter so that he would have like strong winds to like cross like the Trojan Sea or something. Right, right, right. Was mm-hmm. a theme. Sorry, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, another Easter egg. But when he look, looks over at the glass and his reflection is smiling, but he's not. I hated that. I loved it. I hated it, Scared but I loved it. Because like, I was just like, damn. And then you start wondering, like, is he possessed too? Like, did it go from the daughter to him? Or is it just the daughter Bingo. messing with him? Like, yeah, is the daughter mad? Is that what this is? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. But then you you kind of can't you you, at that point, you still kind of can't tell. Is it is it that he always had something in him, too? Like the hereditary mental illness vibe? Maybe they all have like a hereditary demon in their blood. Maybe. Yeah. Family demons. (laughs) Literally family demons. demons. But I I still think it was Paymon who was just like messing with him. And I don't think I don't think the daughter was ever there. Um, I okay so from what I read from the director the daughter was never there was never yeah. in the daughter so Charlie was never Charlie I mean she was but she was she wasn't in there she alone had, yeah I think she had a, and Payman was Paymon at the wheel all the time Payman was at the wheel the whole time yeah like Payman is the one who like drove her to decapitate a bird and make weird sculptures with exactly. bird heads Exactly. So Paymon was behind behind Charlie the entire time, which makes mm-hmm. it a little less sad, but not that less sad because it's a very tragic movie. Um, yeah. So then we have Annie. Annie goes in the attic where all the blowflies come out of the attic, which is never a good sign. No. Nope. She goes up. She finds the decapitated, again, decapitated body who she believes is Ellen, who she believes is her mom. And it has mm-hmm. all those strange symbols on the wall. It's really disturbing super gross super disturbing yeah it's really but disturbing imagery it, it brings you right back to another easter egg that they had earlier when joan right or joanne or mm-hmm. whatever her name was Joanie, joan who you know when she was giving her the material for the seance she's like hey it's very very important that your entire family is in the house when you do this yep yeah joan's like yep. well the grandma's not there so i'll just put her there 
<laughs> yep. I'll just put easily. Oh, my God. Easily fixed. Easily fixed. We already Say desecrated no the more. grave. But like the second she opens the attic and you see the first fly, I'm like, grandma's up there. Dead grandma's up there. Dead they, grandma. She was put up there after they dug her out of the grave. Like it was obvious right from the beginning. But it was I still thought very she would scary be, and disturbing. I thought it was going to be zombie grandma and I was going to be upset and bored. But it was just literally a corpse. And it was, it looked like a corpse. It was blackened and bloated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Maybe we should get to this later. I'll, we'll get to this later. Um, I yeah. want to talk about the decapitating, but we'll get to that later. So then Peter's having this episode at school where he, it looks like a seizure to me. I can't believe the teacher kind of mm-hmm. screwed the pooch the teacher on this did one. Nothing. He's just staring he's at like, him. Peter, yeah. are you okay? And he's are like having right? a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pete, you got to go to the bathroom, buddy? Useless. So he's smashing oh his gosh. face on the table. Having a fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they the dad picks him up, goes home, and Annie's freaking out and is like, okay, Look at all this crap I what found. Happened? Look, yes. Joanne's Will in you the please picture go upstairs. Book. Grandma's upstairs. Yes. <laughs> and and dad is having none of it. Dad is yeah. the straight man of this whole movie. And dad convinces me, like as the audience member, he's like, You dug up that body, didn't you? Like you did you brought you put that body up there. You did all of this. You've been doing all of this from the beginning. You're not yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest. I don't know. We were all thinking it from the beginning. Like I, I don't was, know about, but there was too I much about you, that I was there ignoring. had to have been a part. Like there was definitely a part of me that was like, was it the mom the entire time? Did she dig up the grave? You know. But at the same time, they let you know that that's not true because he's like, oh, all those times you said you were going out to the movies, where we know she was going to this to the right the help group. So that sort of immediately reminds us, no, it wasn't her. But then she keeps talking about these fugue states, and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe she's, yeah. th- you can do anything, you know. I mean, she in almost these strangled her own states. son. She, she did, and them. she almost lit them on fire. She almost has done so much. So I that mm-hmm. at that moment, I w- I wasn't convinced because there were all those people waving, which creeped me out. All those extra characters who turned out to be part of the cult members who were waving at the children, who are naked. Not all the time. <laughs> Not, the <whole> time. <laughs> Not all the time, but ah, oh, I hated it. Hated it. I thought it was played like, really effectively, especially like the woman who's smiling and waving, mm-hmm. like very sweetly. Oh god, it scared me to death. But there were those moments where mom wasn't there at all. It was just between the kids and these cult members, and that's why I was thinking Annie's not involved. It's not Annie. Annie's a pawn. She's not in charge. She's not the puppeteer. She's the puppet. But then the dad was giving like the back-to-back argument, and I was thinking, okay, maybe dad's on to something. Yeah. Well, and, the, and that scene, though, with Peter at school, and I think it was before the episode that we just talked about where Joan shows up, right? And she's like across the street, and she's just yelling at him. I expel you. Yeah. Like, it was it was interesting because she was basically doing an exorcism of on Peter. Peter. Yeah, to, like, kick Peter out of his own body. Reversing. So that came on. Yeah, reverse good, exorcism. Like, yeah. Squeeze on in. Make himself comfortable. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Super disturbing. <laughs> and so then, I don't know, you, you spend a lot of time wondering how Peter's doing. I just want, <laughs> Not like, well. A, a lot of the time, I was just like, Peter, are you okay? <laughs> you okay, Peter? I know you're not, but what's going on, buddy? <laughs> are you in there? I, a lot of the time, I just didn't even know what, what was going on with him. Poor guy. I assumed he was possessed after the seance, is what I assumed. I assumed it was like a you know, like a gradual progression of a possession. A progressual possession. Progressional possession. I don't think he was though, right? Because I don't think he becomes possessed until the very, very end. I, think I don't think he becomes fully possessed until the very, very end. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. But there is like the light. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna move on. Sorry. Um. There's a sketchbook. Annie's trying to defend herself to her husband. She's begging him in an amazing performance, as always, begging him to take the sketchbook and throw it in the fire, and that she's gonna go with it. She gives that really touching thing where she like kisses him and says that she loves him and because she thinks she knows she's gonna die, and he looks like he's about to put it in the mm-hmm. fire and he doesn't. He's like, No, I have to take a stand. You're sick. Like you did something. Something's not right. And she's like, No. Like I'll save everybody. Which is exactly what you would have done in his position, right? I would have left I mean, the house with my... I wouldn't have driven to the about. house with my kid. Well, no. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what we've been talking about the entire time, right? Like, he's like, I'm not going to feed yes, into this delusion exactly. anymore, right? I'm not going to do, like, what your delusion wants me to do. I'm going to try to wake you up out of this. Which is exactly what you and I have been saying is the appropriate thing to do. But it's a horror movie, so it's obviously Yeah, I mean, you can try that all day, dude. (laughs) It's not going to work, which is kind of what happens. You start to believe, okay, it's mental illness, this and that. And then she's like, fine, I'll throw it in. And then he lights on fire with nobody around and dies. And you're like, "Mm, Yeah, and then he dies, which is so... I'm just... When I'm like, ah, oh, that's not fair. Well, Why Nick, did he okay, have to I was d- watching it with Nick, and he was like, he's he's gonna catch on fire. I'm like, don't be stupid. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, and it it kind of okay. Does it still doesn't make sense to you? It though? doesn't it make doesn't sense. All right, it doesn't make sense because is it because he offended Paymon? I think it's because she becomes possessed at that point, and Paymon is getting strong. I think she becomes possessed immediately after. Maybe. You know, as, as, she more as vulnerable. he's burning, and then you see I the can't light explain thing exactly. go into her, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, I can't she's explain possessed. exactly how he caught on fire. But you yeah, know, know shit hits the fan pretty early. Like she's crawling on walls after that. I think I think it was Paymon getting well, him out of I the mean, way because he was definitely a problem. Yes, of course. Him. I just think that's the that's whenever the supernatural element takes the lead above the mental health element because we start doing things that are not physically oh, yeah. possible. Like from that point forward is when we start doing right. the not physically possible stuff. So mm-hmm. I I had dismissed it. I mean I accepted it as the supernatural whenever he caught on fire. Which quickly dashed right. my mental health theory. That As they did had, I. They were convincing me. They were toying with me with that. Right. And that's totally intentional. They definitely did that on purpose. Very well done. Very intentional. Making me feel very stupid everywhere I look. Um, so <laughs> where are we? We have the... Okay. So he caught on fire. And then the kid wakes up. And we have that horrible scene. Okay. I watched this whole movie. I closed my eyes at this scene. where I know It freaked oh, me out where the kid is in the bedroom and... He's just sitting up in, in the corner out of focus. You see Charlie up on the wall. Oh, that was, was Charlie. it Charlie? I thought it was Charlie. Was it the I mom? I thought it was the mom. No, it's the mom. I think it's the mom because then you see her like flow out see, of the See, I didn't see him. a head though, but I also kept closing my eyes. <laughs> but it was like it was like her oh. nightgown. So she okay, was, so was up mom. on the wall, right? And then he's looking around and then you see a body. Scurry like, out. In the middle of the air. Scurry was, I saw out, that. Which I thought, I don't know. I thought that was really I liked stupid. it. Stupid. <laughs> I didn't like it. I it thought it was really me. cheesy and I was disappointed because up until now the movie had been like doing really well at just keeping you psychologically terrified. But at that point I'm just like, "Uh, eh. really? Mom See, crawling on the wall." See, that freaked me out. It's just like it's just like all the cut scenes from The Exorcist. Mm, yeah, but those is this movie just a knockoff of The Exorcist? Shut up. Oh Maybe. My. Maybe I do oh agree God, with those critics. Worse. No one said it was a knockoff of The Exorcist. They said it was the best movie since The Exorcist. Maybe okay, it is, well, though. you're wrong. What do you know? Mm. So, we go. <laughs> I like that scene. It freaked me out. Also, I like movies where I get to scream, Look behind you! And so, this movie checked that box off at the end yeah. at the last moment. So, he goes down. He finds. In yeah. case you didn't think this kid could get 
scarred further. He can because he discovers his dad. <laughs> There's his charred father on the living room floor. And then his mom starts chasing him. He doesn't get a second to process what's happening. He's just running from his mom. Goes in the attic. Well, she's like hiding up on the that was wall scary. still. Oh, and then there's the the well, dude. I think the, the scariest dude. part of that scene was when he's looking at the dead body, and then he looks. In yep, the, yep. Yeah, the oh closet God, or whatever. Me. And there's just that naked man smiling at him, who, in retrospect, is yes. one of the cult members, right? But in the moment, I'm just like, oh my god, is that the dad? Like, is that the dad's <laughs> naked ghost smiling at his son? I, was, I hadn't processed my. I I hadn't. I wasn't at the point where I could just accept that there were a bunch of naked strangers. Well, wait, wait, wait! But did you did you see the scene? Because Nick had to rewind it for me. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Nick is my boyfriend. I make him watch scary movies with me, even when he doesn't want to. He enjoys it. I don't like it. I make everyone watch them with me. There's a scene where, um, when it transitions to night, and and it does a lot of shots outside of the house that are set to look like the miniature house. Yeah. And it goes to nighttime, and it just flicks, and there are all those people standing outside the house. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't. you need to go back and it's creepy as hell. I didn't see it. Oh, see, I was just like, oh, nice move. Just like that's, that's what I was watching. Like, I was like, oh, pretty. Which I think which I think was like sort of an allusion to the idea that they're all just dolls in the dollhouse. Dolls exactly. in this little dollhouse. Right. Because like the light turned off as if but, someone was like in the bigger room turning yep. the light off. Right. And they play to that the entire time. Like, at the very beginning of the movie, they just show you the miniature house that she made. And then it zooms in. Then it's the actual Mm -hmm. house. Which is... I loved how they kept doing that. How they just kept, like, making it. in and out. They don't have any control of their entire life. It's just these bigger characters manipulating them the way that she manipulates and makes the scenes on her little dioramas. Super well done. Super, like, super meta. And pretty... They went so far, like, filming the movie, they made the entire house as a set. So, like, all those walls really weren't there, you know, so that they could do all their camera angles and stuff. But, like, ah, so well done. It's super sneaky the way that it sort of feeds those little themes. And I I don't know. I thought And some of the shots of the house are actually, like, the miniature house. Yeah, yes. it's just the miniature house. And, exactly. and like the one with everyone standing up. Yeah. Oh, I want you to go back and watch it because I was looking at the moon like an idiot. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty. Me <laughs> too. And Nick's like, did you not see all the cult members like standing out in the woods? I'm like, what? <laughs> like rewinds it. I'm like, yeah, I didn't oh, know I'm that. unsettled. And then we thin shit starts hitting the fan. <laughs> and then they all, why are because they it's naked? A, it's a cult. Why do they have to be naked? It's like. Cult like, 101, Chris. Take yeah. your clothes off. Ask questions second. Get naked. <laughs> yep. So they're up in the attic. Mom's like floating on the ceiling and banging her head, which really creeped me out. But then you go in the attic. I, lo- oh, I loved his performance there when he's just like, Mommy, yes. stop. Like, <laughs> stop doing this thing. And then he's like, Mom, Mommy, are you? Right? And it was just like so he was he was Vulnerable. such a child in that moment. You know, the way that he said, Mommy, the, like the way that he was just like alone and scared and you realize he's the only yep. one left in the entire family and he's like oh, such a good performance he he's is a really a good, good actor, actor. Yeah, i'm in perfect. love with him and then you have you realize that he's really not very safe up in this attic and there's this whole area set up for like a sacrifice or something and then you you see oh my god so creepy but this this they don't do jump scares so. except for that one time but they do the there's something right behind you and it's a naked person smiling at him yeah, and, they're, and then they start people. like, and then the, you hear the, they're, they're waving, like waving, and you hear the squishing noise, and I 
I, I was talking to Nick and I was like, that sounds like someone Ugh. getting stabbed. Like that sounds like someone getting carved up. Yeah, that's that what I thought too. Carvey gross. And then you look up and the mom is floating yeah. and decapitating herself with a piano yeah. wire very slowly. Yes. And like my first thought that it was a phototomy wire. I think they... Yeah. I was like, where did she get that? <laughs> I was like, where'd she get Gilgi wire? But yeah. And then you remember, oh no, she broke all the furniture downstairs, including the piano. So it was obviously a piano wire. Like you put that together. But at first I was like, why? How the hell? <laughs> I was like, how does yeah, she have okay, that? For... All right. We're vet students. For those yeah. of you who don't know, look up fetotomy or don't. Or it's don't, horrible. Don't look that Anyways, up. Next. Just look up giggly wire and you'll you'll know what it is. It's it's um, yeah. it's what we Ugh. use to perform yeah. saw up bits. Anyways, um, so he jumps out the window, which, which I, I would have done, done too. At that point, there's naked people. My mother is decapitating herself but you still have that creepy moment afterwards so he dies on impact he's he's on the ground and then you just hear the sawing stop and you hear the thud oh my gosh so good disgusting but it was like very Very well well done the way they now we start getting into the meat and potatoes of this Mm -hmm. ending (laughs) which i thought i thought it was i hate so i'm gonna tell it oh i I hate it so so first he's dead the mom dies upstairs or whatever and then the light thing goes into his back, which I, I like hated. The light thing too much. I'll be honest. Like, I liked it the first couple times they showed it. You know, when when I thought like when the was in the little girl's room, and then when it was at school with him. I first I thought it was just like an orb, you know, like a ghost mm-hmm. orb thing, and I wasn't really there that it was a demon possession yet. I thought it was just the little sister or the grandmother mm-hmm. haunting them. You know, I thought it was mm-hmm. a ghost thing. No, the light is literally the demon, and I hate that. I think it was really cheesy, and I thought that was a discredit to how well the rest of this film was done. And so then he stands up, because he's now possessed by the demon, Paimon. He gets up. We see more naked people in the woods. The mom floats up into the treehouse, which I also still thought was super cheesy. No, I liked it. I I thought it was because it was like almost calm. They were like playing this calming music, and it was almost calm yeah but i think it would have been better had she climbed the ladder which was in front of her without a head like that would have just it would have been just as scary she could have done it slowly it would have been calm the fact that she floated i thought was i liked it i liked it i don't know i didn't care for it and so then he goes up there and there's more cult people including joan the horrible person that she is and then there's like some sort of giant barbie super mall mannequin you know with his sister's head that was for a head with a crown super on disgusting it. but it also was like oh yeah the cult the cult knew her where head was her head was <laughs> so that they could make this big doll thing similar to the dolls yeah that she i did i make, thought the mom made know? that the mom keeps sleeping in that treehouse oh, no. well, but you never see more than the mom the sleeping. Mom, you don't see the rest of the treehouse the whole movie yeah the mom may have made it but in a few, well, I don't know who man, made it. I, th- I think it was Joan who made it. But they also like there was another Easter egg earlier in the movie because you know Peter would look out his window all the time and he'd see the the red light from the yeah. mom sleeping out there with the yeah. space eaters. And the last time that they have that they do that is after the dad yeah. is set on fire before he goes downstairs and finds his burnt dad. He looks out and he sees the treehouse again, and this time it's an orange light, but it's not the red light of a space eater. You know, it looks like fire. It's a totally different color, 
which if I was him, I think I would have picked up on because I instantly picked it up, picked up on them. Like that's not. He also probably has a concussion. There's a fire in there. (laughs) True, fair. He's been through a lot, but it was like candles, right? Because they're up there doing their culty business in their treehouse. And so Grandma's body is there, decapitated, and kneeling, and then dead mom and decapitated is there kneeling, and they make like a triangle with the statue. And then Joan's there, and she's like citing the ritual and like oh we renounced the trinity you know referring to god the spirit Mm -hmm. you know and jesus and then she gives him the crown and she's like oh you are king paymon like give us the treasures that you promised us in that little book (laughs) and you know blah 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 like make us get blah 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 yeah i mean it's i don't know i just thought it was so stupid i thought it was really oh, really dumb no. that this movie turned out to just be about a cult summoning paymon of all demons and just like i i don't know it. It, i thought it was cheesy i thought it it wasn't nearly You're cheesy as, it wasn't nearly as interesting as it being just a psychological thing like they set it up to be i don't think it should have ended the way that it did right i think but i think had it been more of a oh, they're being haunted, or maybe it's like a familial demon thing, whatever. The fact that it's just a cult summoning this demon. It's and not the- just a cult. It's a, <laughs> kind of a huge, it's just a cult. That I don't know. I just thought that scene and the little speech was just really cheesy, and I just was really disappointed. I, I like thought the, the movie was really I thought, intriguing I like movie. And up until that point. Uh, okay. The movie is intriguing through that. I thought that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, ha- I hate a movie that like leaves everything up to you. I hate that. I'm not that person. I want you to tell me what happened. What happened? And this movie does that. It tells you exactly what happened. Which is, uh, yeah, which is what uh, okay. I hated well, about then maybe it, we, I think. Maybe we just disagree on how movies close then, just in general. Because I like a movie that tells me, it, it doesn't lay everything out for you. Like, you have to use your brain to put things together. Yeah. But it, it, it wraps it up in a little demonic bow for you, yeah. which I appreciate. And I, and I like whenever she, she starts talking, because he, he stands up when he gets possessed and is like... Uh, like, wait is it charlie is it paymon what's happening is it mom is it grandma and then she kind of ex- she's talking to him and she kind of wraps up oh it's kind of all of you isn't it like yeah. hey guys hey guys your whole family was destined to produce the i loved fleshy it i, loved, I loved how it just illustrated that no matter how hard this mom fought no matter how hard she tried it was just gonna happen it's just hereditary and you can't fight it and this whole even when you think you're fighting it you're just fighting it because we're telling you that you can fight it because we're giving you the option to fight it I loved it. I love the power of this cult. I thought they were creepy, but in a calm, I, weird way. I love this cult. 10 out of 10 would recommend if you're Bought looking the for a cult. On Etsy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ugh. I don't know. I just, I thought oh. all those deeper, like, themes of the film themes. were really interesting. And I thought that the vast majority of the film was really well done. The cinematography was really elegant. I thought beautiful that the way they sort of tease you along was really cool i just thought that all the stuff that directly related to the demon was really cheesy poorly explained and i thought it was a cop-out for what could have been a much more interesting like cause of all this like i said i don't think what would what would that cause be like i said i don't think mental illness by itself would have been appropriate you know because i think that would have been you know i don't think this rules out mental illness i don't know just it does it in a way that is it's it's kind of like a metaphor for mental illness kind of and like the hereditary aspect of it but in a it's like takes it very in a very literal direction that is yeah. 
but that's almost safe to go overboard with. Is that almost worse though to be like, oh, mental no, illness just means worse. you got demons in your blood? <laughs> like <laughs> that's not what it's saying. Psychology and neurology be damned. Like these people are just no. possessed. <laughs> No, it just, it takes it and makes it literal and it makes it a story, you know, it makes it, I thought it yeah, was really great. I, I think, really I think the, I think what I didn't like about it is that they used Paimon, you know, cause like they didn't just make up a demon, right? Paimon is, no, yeah, they used is actually, well, <laughs> you know, actually a demon. Paimon isn't, <laughs> is really ancient, you know? Yeah. Really and at first, old, at, like 15th century. Well, eh, at first I didn't recognize the name, right? Cause Paimon is a transliteration, right? In the rabbinic, sure. you know, it, his name is Azazel, right? Which I do recognize because that. Oh, Azazel. Oh yeah, Azazel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like Azazel is a demon that I recognize. You know, anyone who has done any significant amount of study in Jewish demon- demonology. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, like myself knows who that is, and Paimon. Like you said, it you comes into the dick. literature more like in the 15th, 16th century in like um, grimoires, spell books, you know, which yes. is probably one of the books that the grandma had because there's, it, there's it, rituals to summon him yes. and it involves, you know, decapitation and uh They used it for this movie. They used it as source material for this movie. Right, exactly. And Paimon is supposed to be, you know, one of the kings of hell. He's super devote to Lucifer. You know, he's rep- he's signifies the kingdom of of the west you know he's an air demon and he's got like a big army and whatever 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 blah but blah 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 but all of that is mm, mm, mm. so i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna say that witchcraft is garbage but i will say that a lot of the oh god where are you going with this <laughs> i just think that a lot of the demonology you know a lot of the stuff that has sort of filtered down into witchcraft and grimoires and all that kind of stuff. The stuff that, that they use for source material, the the way that people think of witches in modern day and like the medieval witchcraft idea, like all that demonology that filtered out of Mesopotamian mythology is just super bastardized and ridiculous. And all the mythos that they used for Paimon or Azazel is just like, it's just a weird misrepresentation of the actual the tr- the actual source material, which is like ancient Middle Eastern m- myths about like. Y- y- do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like I'm stuck. I'm gonna edit all of this out just because I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous. I just I don't know. Don't I th- fight with the editor. I think it's no. Silly. I see your point. I just think it's silly that they used an actual named demon and used like source material that is second, third hand by nature instead of using, I mean, had they tried to use the rabbinic version, it would have been super boring. (laughs) I'll be honest about that. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm fine with taking something that's non that's slightly non-fictional or at least it's historical and just going absolutely overboard with it. I think that that's given us a lot of really good movies. So I I don't mind it, and I'm able to whistle past that without an issue. But I can understand someone who's you know done a lot more. I just think if had the demon been unnamed, you know, I like that it was named. See, and I I just didn't like it because I, yeah, I just thought it was cheesy. It it had to be named, otherwise there's otherwise why would there be a cult? 
Well, well, they why why they, would there be a cult to an unnamed demon? Well, they could have made up a demon, you know? And just people I would guess. buy, oh, there's a cult that worships this demon creature. <laughs> it's weird. So you don't like specifically that it's Paimon? Yeah, I think it's weird to think that there's a cult who, like, is trying to summon Paimon of all demons. One, yeah, he's one of the kings of hell, but he's he's powerless, right? You know, compared to... You know Luke, there are cults for Paimon, right? I'm sure there are, but... There are. <laughs> I'm sure there are, but there's, I guarantee they're a lot smaller and they're not like suburban housewives and oh, dads. Oh, I'm sure it's a bunch of people know? in their basement who don't want to do their homework and hate their mom. Like, I'm sure that's what it is, but yeah. I don't want to watch that movie. That yeah, movie sounds dumb. I know. No one wants to watch that I movie. I want to watch Tony Collette climbing on the ceiling. That's <laughs> what I want to see. And I think that's, I think that's fair. I just, I don't know. I just thought it was stupid. That, I think you're stupid. Yeah, I know. And they and they use the sigil and like they did they, they did I don't know. They use the sigil from the Book of Solomon or the Rite of Solomon, not the Book of Solomon, very different things. Um which was interesting, whatever. There's a lot of good continuity. It's cool. Okay. Maybe. All right. So, okay, we have to score this cuz we have to wrap this up. All right. Cuz we're going to fight all day. So, scoreboard, where does it rank for you? We have the Exorcist, we have Creep, we have Idle Hands. Where does it rank? Well, so right now the scoreboard goes Creep, Idle Hands, Exorcist. Correct. Um, I don't know. I guess this has to go... Be- just because I think the ending was really stupid, I think it should go to the bottom. <laughs> Are I'm- you serious? Yeah, and I know you're going to disagree with me. You're going to dismiss everything over the last 10 minutes of this movie. Yeah, because uh, I think the ending this matters. Whole, this whole... You've been talking. Oh my gosh, it's so beautifully directed. The acting is amazing. The story's so great. Oh, powerful scenes. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Fuck this movie. Below Idle Hands. Because well, you're right. I think Idle Hands should be at the bottom without question. Well, it's not because The Exorcist is at the bottom. So I'm sorry. I just don't want The Exorcist to be at the bottom anymore because I think you feel bad. <laughs> well, because I think Idle Hands was worse, and because I think that well, you lost that battle. We made a compromise. I think it's. The most fair would be to go creep, hereditary, idle hands, exorcist. I would allow it. I think hereditary goes above creep, and that's saying a lot because I love this movie. I, I love creep. I don't like that. I think creep was all around more satisfying. I think the ending was satisfying, and I think the ending matters it's for horror films. I really think it you. matters because that's the last okay. thing that stuck with you. Like that's the thing that's gonna. Okay. I don't know. I think it. I think it matters. So I disagree. I think it, I love creep. I think it goes above it, but I I compromised last time. So I will I will say, creep, hereditary, idle hands, The Exorcist. I will let you put this one above creep if idle hands no, goes we, to the bottom. No no backsies <laughs> no backsies. I am willing to compromise. Still, this one can go to the top, but only if idle hands goes to the bottom. <sighs> can we do that? Yeah, they can, can shift we around. Mm, I'll allow it. All right. Okay. I'm okay. fine with that. Okay. So hereditary <laughs> creep. Did, okay. Exorcist idle hands. Where it belongs. Uh, I'll <laughs> allow it. I will, I will be very vocal about my support for that movie. That That's the compromise. I'll, I'll let it switch around, but I'm going to be very vocal. So that's it for today, for today's meeting. We there want you guys to join our club. There it is. It happened. We want you guys to join our club so that you can decide who is right and you can email us that I'm right. 
So it's or really me. easy to join our club. No, it's not. That's not the right decision. So really easy. Just subscribe on iTunes or whatever you're listening to your podcast on. And you can follow us. We do this every week. Different horror movies. And you can also follow us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're going to be sharing trivia and arguing with each other and fighting publicly all week long. Every single time we will fight. And if you like this podcast, hopefully that means that other people will like it too. So it'd be super helpful if you can help them find it by giving us a rating and giving us a review so that it becomes more apparent to them so that we can reach more people. It helps a lot. Um, Next week we are doing, it makes you feel so good. What did we decide? Next week we're doing Scream. Scream. Yeah. Which is a 1990s classic. It's got everything. It's got the 90s. It's got Neil Campbell. This movie has everything. It's got everything. everything. This movie has everything. <laughs> if you're looking. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it has horror masks, breasts. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, That's about it. Um, if you have a movie that you want us to cover that we haven't covered yet, um, just drop us a line we have an email it's not it's nightlight horror movie club at gmail.com i almost gave them my school email <laughs> just email her directly please don't do that anyways right, yeah any email thoughts? us email us with any movie recommendations um your thoughts i would again i would love to hear from people who have been to mediums i would love to hear your experiences i would love to hear you tell that kate is completely wrong about the ending of this movie i would love that I would love to hear from um, cultists of the cult of Pagan or Paymon or yeah, I would love to hear. Any cult will do. (laughs) Any Any cult, cult. but Paymon people, let me know. Give me your opinions on this guy. (laughs) Anyways, this concludes our weekly meeting. So see you next time. Bye. (laughs)